0: Hey you welcome back to the d323 library podcast i'm amy so it's finally happened i have gotten a hold of a tool and which links me with all my other co-hosts and we are getting back on track i'm really really excited that i was able to connect with marissa and Rumi k this week to talk about one of my favorite subjects epic fantasies we have been reading fantasy books for those who have been following the podcast for a very long time, for a very long time, uh, because we three uh, collectively love our fantasy books. So I thought that now was the perfect time to kind of break down epic fantasies and talk about why we like them and why they're so interesting to people and It was a really great conversation. And honestly, it was just great to hear my friends' voices again. Um, And hopefully you guys missed us as well because we've certainly missed everybody here. So we are wishing and hoping for everybody's safety during this time. Um, And hopefully you guys have snuggled in with a great book and maybe an epic fantasy too. Uh, So with that, here's the episode.
1: If this works, we could do this all summer long and all next year, and it'll be great. Oh my God! Yeah,
2: when I'm in away in Canada. And I'm away in Champagne. Oh my gosh, you are going to school! I forgot. Exciting? I
1: really am. Um, I have to I have to pick my classes next week. I keep having these weird. Moments where I'm like, Do I? Am I sure I want to be a school librarian? Do I want to like go into archives and travel no. the world and be an academic? Well, <laughs> I don't know. That sounds kind of cool. <laughs> I know it's it's crazy. Basically, here's what I've decided. I am going to be a school librarian. And if at any point it's no longer as fulfilling as this last year has been for me, I'll like go get a PhD in library sciences and then travel the world to be an academic.
0: Yeah. I want to do um epic fantasies today. Right. So that was one of the reasons why, because Remake, you just finished Throne of Glass, yes the th- grown- the Throne of Glass series. I can't even talk. It's fine. <laughs> um, and I it got me onto this big conversation the other day. So you just finished that one. My husband and I have started watching Game of Thrones.
1: Right. Oh wow. Yes. So <laughs> we
0: we are like the only couple left ever anywhere yeah, you are. that has not watched game of thrones so we we started watching that last week but what really got me into this we finished the first season the other day Mm -hmm. and the intro is probably my favorite i mean the show is great but i love watching the intro because not surprising anybody Mm -hmm. here is it's a map oh it is a map
1: so excited for you to go through the series because that opening really like it is because it changes as like well, things. Okay, change. yes. So last night
0: we transitioned from season one to season two, mm-hmm. and as we were watching the ma- now a there is a choice to like skip forward, but for some reason <clears throat> we don't do that. I don't know why. It's I, I fine. Do think you should be allowed uh. to.
1: They design <laughs> the theme song and the opening credits to get you into that world. You have to watch it. You can't just unless you're really binging and but like no, you need them. It's got to bring you into the space. Right.
0: And so, but when I, I noticed that exact thing last night is that when we transitioned from the first season, to the second season, the map on the intro changed. And I was like, that's a new city. And it was just, oh. it, it had me swinging back to this concept that the three of us always continually talk about these like series and these fantasy series, mm-hmm. but like having a much longer conversation about like, what is it about these epic fantasies that drag us in? Oh my gosh.
2: I don't, I don't, I don't even begin to answer that. I think I read Throne of Glass, which I'm honestly still, like, emotionally vulnerable from From Yeah, absolutely, 100%, yes. I I (laughs) wept upon finishing it, like, it wasn't even, and I think it's because everyone reads for something different, that's my new theory, is some people read for story, some people read for plot, some people read for characters, and I think maybe the thing about fantasy is, it manages to do like all of them so well because the story is always so interesting. Cause you know, it's like, it's magical. And then the the plot's always so interesting because there's twists and there's turns and there's war and there's strategy. And then you also just really, really start to like the people. Like I cried when I finished Throne of Glass because I was going to miss them. Like, I was like, Oh, I don't want them yeah. to go away. Like I want to read more about yes. them. What are they doing? Like are, who, how, yes. is she, how is she going to rule her kingdom? Like I just, I want to know what's <laughs> happening. Um, Oh I cannot say too much about third of glass because Ms Myers is reading it aren't you? I just started it like officially today. Okay. Well I'm going to I'm not going to say too much plots or spoilers because I don't want to do that. Um, but I also feel like we need, just need to kick her off the call and then create
1: another <laughs> one of just us talking. <laughs> third
2: about House. that. You really should though because there's so much to like unpack like oh my gosh I read them so fast I, I was like binging but like book version and I was like this is so good it's just it's so I think fantasy is just so enthralling like you completely I feel like when you read like realistic fiction or things that aren't fantasy or like sci-fi you still like keep a piece of yourself but when you're reading fantasy you just completely lose yourself because there's none, none of it's really like real you know you're just completely enthralled and enraptured in this world that's totally fictional and so just entertaining. I don't know.
1: I just like the names. I like... <laughs> I do. I, I mean... <laughs> I Okay, let me just, like, go quick back through, like, the last, like, books I've read since I got to Throwing a Glass. I, I read The Wilderness World of John Muir, The Yankee Widow, Educated, and um, a couple of the Anne of Green Gables books, yeah. and then A uh, Raisin in the Sun. Mm-hmm. So I've been... Bogged down very much like our world, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. am. I I'm like it's <laughs> like getting into a hot bath. At first, I was like, what. <laughs> <laughs> like (laughs) these names are complicated and then all of a sudden it it, like I adjusted to it I was like oh yeah this is this is gonna be fun it is I am gonna be able to I don't have to think about the world around me no one in this book is gonna say the word social distancing (laughs) yes
0: that's Uh, yes well and and I I don't think we've talked about this on a couple episodes but I don't think we've ever dived into this whole like kind of escapism Mm -hmm. like Now, today, during 2020, like, in our life situation, how are these epic fantasies fitting into our current world and how many people are using them? Like, um, Marissa, you and I were talking the other day, like, Dune. Like, we're seeing all this information coming out about the Dune movie. And I was like, what is this? And you're like, (laughs) it's this huge thing. I didn't even know it existed. You know, like, people are wanting to leave their current situation.
2: That's what i was saying. Like I would, I would. There'd be like shows that I was watching, and I was like, I'm not gonna watch TV. I want to read because there's nothing. I think that like you can really, really lose yourself in so much as a good book series because you're just you're sitting in a corner and it's quiet and you're just totally like not aware of anything that's happening. You're just not Mm -hmm. here. You're in the book, Um, and especially now when everything is bad and not good and there's nowhere to go, there's like no better place to be than in a book where you can completely forget about social distancing and things like that and just be with the characters and like one with the place um
0: what is what do you think makes an epic fantasy for you where like you said like you wept at Mm -hmm. the end of throne of glass like I did as well but it's a different transition from like Mass's other books like mm-hmm. her Court of Throne and Roses like I wept for different yeah. reasons on that one like you know I missed Lord of the Rings when I finished you know Frodo and Sam I didn't miss Frodo at all <laughs> Um, but like just so many different like the story or even Harry Potter I mean if you're talking about epic fantasies like Matthew and I are going through Harry Potter right now and like it's the same thing like we got to the end of it and that's why there's so many different conclusions is because people can't stop wanting
2: to be part Mm -hmm. of that life I think it's just because like it's there's no way any of it could ever happen to you but it's just so cool (laughs) you just want it to you know and you want to be a part of it like I think the thing about fantasy especially like in this nature where it's so there's it's so epic and there's so many books and twists and turns is you start to like feel like you're there and you're like well what would I do how would I reason this or like yeah. oh, well, they shouldn't have done that oh well no why won't they just talk about it oh my god the miscommunications like I'm so annoyed at them and you sort of feel like you're going on the journey with them and like you know them and so you're like no I would have done this and this would have been better why did they do that and then you just sort of like it becomes a part of you in a way that I feel like I mean other books do that too but with fantasy I don't know there's just something there's an allure about it I guess so.
0: I just like how you have to pull from like the depths, yeah. a different depths of like your mind and your toolbox. And like, I always learn something because I always like how authors throw their own mm-hmm. twists on, or you know, they draw their own, you know, conclusions, or they're pulling from, you know, some satire of, you know, whatever is happening in the world. And and you really have to pull or figure out or even adjust to what it is. And you're like, oh, that's new, different. Like, I'm always really fascinated by like clothing. Mm-hmm. Like, when they – like, I know, like, in Sarah J. Mass's books, like, she's very yeah. vivid on what everybody's wearing. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And I find myself looking oh, up, like, my, what this I clothes do is. Every and it's time. told from, like, historical,
2: you know, references.
0: And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Every like, time she
2: just yeah, – every time the author just – I'm like, the dress they're wearing on this night. This character's name, what are they wearing? And I, like, look because I just want to, like, visualize it. Like, I just want to see it, you know, because it, it's always described great. so well and so cool.
0: I find myself looking for fans. Yes. Art. Oh, I love. Yes. You know, yes. like somebody, like some artist somewhere has actually like mm-hmm. drawn this picture, and I want, I, I want, want that. Yeah. All right. So if we're moving forward into the next, so we've all kind of finished series here. Like I said, I'm watching Game of Thrones. I, truth be told, I've started to read the uh, the books a couple times i always get to the same (laughs) that failed i know i was was like i didn't didn't actually read um i get to the same spot and i actually end up getting lost and it's because it's it's a lot it's a lot to take in have you guys either one of you tried i have a friend that's
2: been reading game of thrones for at least two years like she's been in the process of reading them for forever because she keeps like starting and stopping and then being like i mean i should i have to get back to it but it's so much and i yeah, so I feel like she's in the same space that you were, but I never tried. I, I actually
1: read, all, like, I have read all five books.
2: Really? The actual really. Series.
1: Like the I haven't read any of his, like, stories from the world, but, yeah. like, the, the technical series, I have read them all. Um, I wow. lived in college with a friend who was obsessed with the series, and he would, like, be like, you have to read the next one. And then it was while the show was coming <laughs> out, and, like, I remember I was, I had just started the fifth book, and it got to a scene in the show that was very shocking. It was like the end of an episode we you're like, what? And I turned and I said, what is this? And he went, I don't know. And I said, don't, I, I don't care. Like, just tell me. I, I'll get to it in the book. It doesn't matter. And he goes, I don't know. This is past the books. I don't <gasps> oh, know. <yeah. laughs> and that was so cool that like the the show had reached a point where I didn't have someone to ask anymore. But no, they're, they're totally worth it. They. I think one thing I'm excited about Throne of Glass that I've heard different that I, I've heard of Throne of Glass that I think is different in Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones keeps expanding. Like every mm-hmm. book is more and more and more of the world. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with the Throne of Glass series, it expands to like book four and then it starts coming back together. Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: No, I, I think that's yeah, I think that's exactly. Um, a good definition for that but i think that i think that ride in the epic fantasies is kind Mm -hmm. of the fun i've i've known there's been a couple of them where i've gotten to like book three and i've actually stopped and for whatever reason in my life i didn't want to continue on specifically for the the throne of glass series is because i got i actually had read the first through it's a fourth one which one ends in the the glass castle falling is that number Um, four number five queen of shadows five queen of shadows is fourth so four so, four. So, I actually stopped with four. And then the new bo- – so, then the the other books hadn't been released yet. Uh, and so, I ended up stopping there, waiting for the next books to come out. And then I just decided to wait until all of them came out. So, actually, there was, like, a year and a half where I didn't finish off the entire series. I don't series. know how you did that because I um, could not stop physically. Well, they weren't beca- out, yeah. <laughs> because number four ended kind of, like, with a nice little bow on it. Like, it wasn't perfect. And I knew that the next one – destruction was going to happen again and i didn't i didn't want to be left without like an ending and waiting so i just stopped and what i did is i went back and i reread the first one because i'm fascinated it's like rewatching the first season of a tv show um i'm always i'm fascinated with like that that character growth Mm -hmm. and that plot growth um like how we built the world and how we're introduced into things and then like you know the stuff in the middle can kind of get lost but (laughs) if
1: you want a series like a fantasy series that's huge on character growth um, Name of mm-hmm. the Wind, it's it's going to be three books. Only two have been released, but the third should be coming out fairly soon. Anyway, Patrick Rothfuss wrote them. Um, I got the first two for my fiancé for Christmas a couple years ago at the recommendation of just, like, a friend from the bookstore who was like, these are amazing. And Martin is crazy about them now mm. like he thinks that they're better mm. than Game of Thrones so like like you know how Game of Thrones mm. I, I don't know if you guys have read it but like how a lot of fantasies like each chapter is a different character yeah
2: yeah third class, man. Yes. this one is yes. not
1: like that oh. it is the same character through all of it and you get to see all of that growth and like how the like oh. events like change his perspective on things it's supposed to be like super good and like definitely an adult fantasy. Like I wouldn't put that in the hands of necessarily like a ninth grader without being like, there might be some stuff that's a little bit rated R, but
0: (laughs) please be careful. Much like I do with our one copy of game of Thrones in the high school. Um, I think the other thing too, and now if on the flip side, when you're talking about character growth, it reminds me of like the Rangers apprentice series, which is like juvenile. And like when we introduce, are you know our juvenile readers to epic fantasies, whether it's like Rick Riordan stuff, or you know, like your Ranger's Apprentice, or your Gregor, or even your Harry Potter's? That there is this like con- kind of continual character that they learn to grow mm-hmm. with. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people even like the secondary characters. Um, and I think that's really interesting. Um, and, and now we're gonna see this isn't quite like a huge epic fantasy, but um. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twilight, oh, yeah. you know, is coming out with the next book. And it's just, it's a different version. It's, you know, Ed- Edward's version of the first one, which I just think is really fascinating. I thought it was fascinating when it was first mentioned years ago, um, wanting to to read everything from his point of view, which I think is just an like, really awesome take on, on some the of the stories. the
2: whole series from his point of view or just the first book from his point of view? I think it's just the first book. I don't know. Right? I never... that's
1: the impression i've been under but i i'm not sure
0: and this one's the one just from reading the things that she was supposed to release again but it had like Mm -hmm. leaked and then like she had shut it down so now it's kind of this this um this re-release which again but we have to all those original twilight readers are now like in their 20s 30s (laughs) and. And thirties and interesting because we have this much longer conversation about twilight than we need to have, but we're seeing a growth and a research of the twilight books at the middle school really? and high school, which is funny because we talk about it. We always like, this is a great book. And then we talked about it before on the podcast mm-hmm. and then, but yeah, we're having these research, these I've never read them before. You're like, Oh my God, you haven't read twilight. And then you realize like, yeah, that's because you're too young. Um, and it, I don't know. It's just, it's a great story. Yeah. Okay. That was a much longer conversation on Twilight. Um, (laughs) We're going to swing it back to epic fantasies. No, I I go back and I maintain that any kind of book that you open for those who are like, yeah, let's start something or I want a really great fantasy. Anytime you open a book and it's got a map in it, I think that you're in for like a really great ride. Um, I was actually having a cover when we started Game of Thrones and there was this whole map thing. I had looked at my husband and said like, oh my gosh, a map. And he looks at me funny because needless to say, we don't talk a lot of you know, juvenile or YA <laughs> literature in my house. And I was like, anytime that an author spends this much time developing a world that needs a map, like, you know, that it has to be great. Um, and so, with that, I know, Marissa, with you working at Barnes and Noble, for those of us who are transitioning from like YA, fantasy because i know we had some seniors some juniors and seniors who were like reading their way through a lot of our fantasy books at the high school Mm -hmm. where do they go from here like do you have any recommendations for like series um that they can pop over to like leave ya because the other thing i figured out quick note is that a lot of fantasies that are cataloged as adult fantasies their characters will start very young Mm -hmm. and that's how i found like robin hobbs like he was like he was an apprentice in the first book and like uh 12 or something and then by the time you get to the third book he's like on his own but like that first book was very juvenile Mm -hmm. um but you would never know that because of where they shelved it in the stores
1: yeah okay so what i'd say for someone who's looking to move on to like older or like more adult fantasy um honestly weirdly enough um the witcher series is yeah very good I've heard that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I... Um,
1: and it's going to be like adult characters, but it has very much the feel of like, I feel like it'd be a good transition piece because you're going to have a little more of like adult problems, mm-hmm. but still that like there's monsters to slay and, you know, some love, but that's not the main focus. And like, you know, what's good, what's evil, how do we like maneuver and like some political intrigue. So it's a good crossover. Um, I feel like I have to say Game of Thrones because Mm -hmm. it is so culturally relevant.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And we might get the last books. (laughs) (laughs) Do
0: do you think, have you ever read, you can't have a conversation with like this without missing like Star Wars? Are there Star Wars novels just as epic as the movies? Do any of you know? Mm -hmm. I I don't like, I want to have a much longer conversation. There are, okay, so Star Wars is releasing three juvenile and YA books in the coming year um, that is like post or like uh, pre-Star Wars movies um, that are supposed to be amazing. And they have been written by like very popular YA and juvenile literature um, authors. Um, And so it's just interesting because we don't see a lot of, our students reading like star wars novels but like i i feel like you have to add those in there like if you want to continue on that journey right? right right
1: no i think you're totally right i also think it's very interesting because one of the things i make the most fun of martin about is he says that star wars is not sci-fi it's space fantasy <laughs> <laughs> and you're bringing it up in the fantasy podcast <laughs> so he'll be I so am. excited <laughs>
0: I am but it's just those epic you know those those continued having those stories that have gone off in so many different ways and the 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 people in the fan culture uh that want to dive into literally every aspect of grow so much is because people can't stop reading about these characters that they absolutely love um and why we want secondary third and then we want the story of the bunny in the bush like tell us that story
1: like just take us back to that world Yeah. No, I've heard really good things about the, like, Star Wars extended universe books, and even the ones that are about the stuff that happens in the movies. I was
0: happy to hear when you were talking about those recommendations that they have adult problems. So you mean to tell me that it isn't a teenager who is saving the world because all the adults are incompetent or something (laughs) like that, which... I feel like YA novels can be is like, where are, is there any adult anywhere in here that can make a decision um, mm. that isn't relying is on it, the shoulder of an 18 year old?
1: <laughs> yeah. Or like, I mean, like sometimes my problem with Harry Potter is that like regularly I'm like, my issues with it are like, what are the adults doing? <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, <gasps> uh, I have that quite free, especially in like a boarding school, like there are professionals in this mm, building. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What kind of educator <laughs> are you? <laughs> we all have questions. It's fine. But a lot of us don't have them until <laughs> we're adults. But as a kid, I think it's awesome.
2: But I feel like um, in those books, they're always like the chosen one and no one can make the decisions but them because they were destined for this by yeah, some power greater absolutely. Than, than themselves.
0: They're, yep. Oh, it's just like Luke Skywalker. Like yeah. always, kind of you know, it's that same kind of Frodo. I mean, he was, you know, in his eighties. It's fine, right? <laughs> Wasn't he like older? Uh, but like in their world, it was very young. Um, mm-hmm. But the I thing is, like true. Luke
1: Skywalker, Luke Skywalker at least gets like Han Solo and Chewbacca, who are obviously adults and have their own skill sets. That's like, true. Like them. a ship. And, like, he he stumbles into it based on, like, you know, who he is and, like, who his parents are. But he's definitely aided. Like, he's training with mm-hmm. a Jedi That's master. That's Obi-Wan true. Kenobi teaches him. Right. So it's not like he's, like... Dumbling through, like sometimes with Harry Potter, I'm like, Harry hasn't been in class. (laughs) Only, and only. And he doesn't know enough magic.
0: Three spells. Come on. He knows three of them.
1: You're telling me that there wasn't a point where, like, Dumbledore was like, okay, you know what? Maybe Harry needs, like, some like special classes because <laughs> the weight of our world is being placed on the shoulders.
0: Oh, that's funny. Um, but even like you see, like the Ranger's Apprentice series, that he goes through two or three books of being an apprentice before he gets launched into his own, so there is like a growth period there. Feyre hmm. not so much in her no. story, no, but she I... just gets but she's surrounded by a bunch of like. Very much
2: older adults to kind of yeah. carry everything. But also, I feel like in Sarah J. Maas's books, I forget that the main characters are young. Like, I, I don't know. They don't read they're YA. Not. They're, they,
0: they they're not YA. That's not really? YA. Yeah, that's it's, the problem. Well, they're with a new adult, and actually, they're <laughs> recovering them. And I think they're placing yes. them in adult fantasy because
2: they're not. Kids. To be, no. And like, nothing about it is young no. to me, like at all. The language, no. the act, things that they do. Um, and I forget that. I'm like, she's 20. She's 18. When was she? She was 17. When-? Like, I don't remember that she was anywhere near my age when it started. So.
0: Right. And then you're like, I'm 17 and I'm very it's much like I... not fulfilling my life <laughs> no, prophecy here. i never saved not... the world. It's fine. Um, <laughs> There's a pandemic. It's, I'm just home <laughs> yep. for 52 days. So it's fine. Um, no, I think that's, I think those are all really great. Um, uh, okay. We'll wrap up this conversation because now we're going uh, <laughs> much further into it okay so last thoughts on epic fantasies everyone should read some
2: and read throne of glass i don't feel like you have to be at any age to read throne of glass you could be like super old or well maybe not super young but i feel like people should read an epic fantasy at least Um, once i know
0: i know plenty of adults who have and that's because it fits right into those um To some of those romance series that's out there because it it kind of bridges that gap. Mm -hmm. But then like even Remiki, you and I were talking the other day about, you know, how your tastes are changing, how you're looking for, you know, that transition Mm -hmm. from high school into, you know, adult level books Mm -hmm. and all the stuff that I suggest has at least eight to 10 books in a series. And that's because I really like getting to know all the characters. Mm -hmm. It's just something that I enjoy. Um, I have a hard time with like one and done books where I'm like, oh, that Me was too. cute, but there was no character development. Who was the friend? And does that person have a story? Yeah. Like, um, you know, so it's, it's giving out those things. So I think it's really cool. No, I think everybody should do Throne of glass. Yeah. I think it's really great. Especially if you have the time. Which, which we do like, now. <laughs> we
2: which we all, all have time. No one can say they can't read anymore. Cause what
0: are you doing? <laughs> You're at
2: home. I mean, I guess people are right. But yeah. Right. I mean, some of
0: us are working, I guess. It's fine. Mm-hmm. We're winding down the school year. <laughs> yeah. Sadly. Okay. Before we uh, sign
2: off, what are you guys reading right now? Oh, okay. Well, finished Sword of Glass. I am starting House of Earth and Blood. I am going to do yes. that. And then I think okay. I'm supposed to read Six of Crows. I am reading like 14 books at the same time. I'm supposed to read Six of Crows. I'm rereading Anne of Green Gables. Um, and then I'm just going to read a bunch of random romance novels, I think, in between those to just. Yeah. Yeah. said it. Nothing but reading
1: nothing about reading yeah. i love it marissa what are you reading um i'm reading thrown a glass because you two are bullies and maybe <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna love it i am gonna love it um i do quick want to plug another series because i realize i've been talking a lot about dudes mm-hmm. like man authors um <laughs> oh, so yeah. nk jemisin she has a um trilogy um that starts with the fifth season um that's a uh, fantasy kind. I mean, I think it has some sci-fi-ish, but I would say it's more fantasy. But um so if you want more like awesome women writing, and the really cool thing about that series is she won the Hugo Award for all three.
0: Oh wow. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, so like every book in that series won like a top award. So it's a very, it's like very, very good. Um, I would be very surprised if we don't see a film or TV adaptation of it in the
2: near future. Oh, okay. I'm going to check it out. Add it to my...
0: Should Should we invest? I brought this up before, Marissa, real quick. Have you read Doom? Speaking of movie adaptations.
1: I have not read it. Um, I need to. It's just, it's so big. I have so yeah. many books. And then I have... <laughs> A partner who literally has hundreds of books that he keeps being like and you should read this and you should read this and it's like at some point i'm gonna pass out yep because
0: (laughs) i can't i'm not and gonna read those
1: yeah i'm gonna have to choose and i haven't even read all the books i own yet and then i bought two the first two of the throne of glass so there's seven books that i have to read there everyone keeps
2: saying chop chop is incredibly involved like even that's why the movie director said that he wouldn't do it unless he could make two movies like right out the gate because it's so like intricate and things so I feel like it'll be like a dedicated read you know like you just set aside time to read this and understand it because it's a big big universe or whatever but I'm yeah it's go ahead it's
1: detailed it's well plotted but um from everything I've heard of it like you like there are characters that like you love and there are characters you despise mm-hmm. and it's it's very much its own universe mm-hmm. that And there's a bunch of books. So once you get there and know everything, you want to know more. That's where I'm at at Throne of Glass. I'm like, oh, he's faux. He's dead. Okay. (laughs) I didn't even get
0: to know him yet. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So lastly, what am I reading? I am reading. I have a couple books going right now. I'm reading through a adult romance series. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about those. It is a military romance mm-hmm. um, by Christine Harbor and it's called the Titan series. It is much more adult. So for those adults that are listening that are looking for something. Um, uh, so that's there. Um, so the Titan series, there's like 13 of them. Um, so I read that in my spare time because I have spare time. <laughs> I'm also reading um, it. I'm, I joined a book club. <gasps> really i know i know i did i joined a book club it's out of mit it's fine um it's called <laughs> on a book called out of a uh two authors they wrote a book called data feminism okay um so it is about it's a, clearly a non-fiction book and the authors are doing the book club right now and it is about data and um And how data is being used in and they define it but like from what I'm taking of it is like how data is used to kind of keep people kind of like in an oppressive state or marginalizing and so what they go through is they're using like real life examples of how uh, like data is power and like how data is like the new oil and how you know data speaks a lot which you guys know me I love my data and Mm. I you know, we use it to tell certain stories. And so it's just really fascinating. We've only gone through like the first three chapters, but I'm learning lots. And it's um, a really fascinating read right now. Um, and then my YA read. Um, I got some arcs, but I don't remember the name of them. I The second book to check, please, mm-hmm. came out, uh, which is a graphic novel. So it's um check please two sticks and scones. And that one was written by uh it's a webcomic, so you can actually read it online. So there are um the I can't, there's like no words right now. The frames <laughs> come out. Um, she puts out the frames early and then she collectively will put them together. And so that one's came out. So I'm really excited to get reading that one. So that's it. That's all I'm reading right now. Okay all right that's it epic (laughs) fantasies everybody needs to go out and like find something a long story to like dive into and get lost in and you know then wake up and maybe this thing will be over that we're living that's that's, that's what's gonna happen that's exactly (laughs) that's the plan okay with that we will sign off and we'll see you guys later
1: Bye bye